Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have another young correspondent from CampusReform.org. They do great journalism over there. Really, really nice to meet. Uh, first time on the show, it's Heike Mrema. Did I get it? Yes, sir. Perfectly. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day here in Texas, and I'm excited to do the show. It, it is a beautiful day in Texas. I agree with you. Um, interestingly, my name, of course, uh, Joe or Joseph, and named after Mary and Joseph, and uh, Pagliarulo is my last name, Pagliarulo in Italian. It means it means uh, haystacker, which actually my my uh, my ancestors all built things, and the bricks back in the day would be like mud and hay, so we were like brick masons. Now, your name, uh, I thought I was cool. I've got nothing on you, Heike. So your name is is uh, from Africa. Tell me where your parents are from and what the name Heike means. Absolutely. So my parents are immigrants from Tanzania, Africa, and Heike it means thank you in my father's uh, tribal language. And to get into it a little bit more deeper, um, it's an expression of gratitude that they were given a child from God. So Heike is basically an expression of thanks for that. And so, you, so, so you're a gift really from nice God. And, and they, they take you and yes. say, Heike, to God, this is a like massive thank you yes. for a beautiful young daughter. Yes, sir. Exactly. I love that. Now, is there a, what is the native language? Would I even have, have heard of it before or not? Um, so the main language in Tanzania is Kiswahili, okay. but my father is part of a tribe which they speak Chaga there. Wow. And so that's a bit of a smaller community there. Well, very, very cool. Now, do you speak any of that? Um, I'm not fluent yet. That's my goal for the end of 2022 is to start learning and become fluent because my parents, they are fluent and they speak it at home, but we never picked it up. My brother and I. Have you been to Tanzania? I have. Yes, I have. Is it like, is it like shock between here and there? Oh, it's a big shock. Really? Big shock, but very beautiful, very beautiful naturally. Um, but definitely very different culture. All right. Well, listen, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, that background because, again, you see a name like Heike Mrema, and you want to know what's going on with that, and I think it's a great story and, and certainly a really, really great to make your acquaintance. If you want to follow her on YouTube, go to YouTube and, uh, and look up Heike, H-A-I-K-A-R-O-S-E, Heike Rose, and follow what she does there. So you go to Baylor. Um, are you from Texas? Were you yeah. born here? So I was born in California, um, in the Bay Area, and I came to Texas strictly for college, Baylor University. It was the best transition I've ever experienced so far. (laughs) Baylor's been great to me. It's a Christian private school, and I just love the community and the atmosphere that it's provided me with here. So Baylor's been great. It's interesting because uh, the, the Bay Area, I mean, you're talking really like radical extreme left. I would say progressive, but I think the word progressive is overused. Um, and then you're right. You come to a Christian university at Baylor. Um, that's got to be just co- a complete 
shock as well. Maybe not as shocking as going to Tanzania, but it's uh, it's the fact that we're in the same country, San Francisco and and uh, you know Baylor, Texas. That's that's it's Waco, right? Yes, Waco. It's quite a shock, isn't it? Oh, it's a shock, definitely. (laughs) I've experienced a lot of different customs and etiquettes, and they're minor, but they're definitely noticeable coming from California where things are different. Uh, You go to campus every day now? Yes, I am on campus. I'm usually more on campus than I am off campus because I got my classes, and then I work as well at the dining hall. So I do a lot of things in a and very involved here. Well, good. Well, I, was, I asked you if you go to campus because I want to know, is Brittany Griner talked about a lot right now because of her situation with Russia? Well, actually, not really. I haven't heard too much about it. Um, she went to Baylor, didn't she? I thought, I thought she went to Baylor. Um, I would have to double check on that because <laughs> okay. I did hear about that. Yeah. But um, I haven't heard too much about it, surprisingly. I'd have to like see what the conversations they're having about it are. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she went to college at Baylor. Of course, she's been in the WNBA okay. since then and was playing in, uh, in right. Russia when she, I guess, was trying to bring some cannabis back uh, in a vape or something. So we'll catch up on that angle next time. Really glad to have you yes, on, though. Sir. Go to campusreform.org every day. Check out what she does, what everybody else does. They're on that great website. Incredible journalism. Let's get into some of these stories. Students caught yes. using wrong pronouns at Harvard may violate harassment policies. Come on. All right. Well... Harvard had a Title IX training in September where students were told that they could be in violation of the school's policies if they were to use the wrong pronouns towards someone. A power and control wheel was also included as a visual that stated that using the wrong pronouns were abusive in an attempt to limit a person's sense of self based on identity. They also were using it to stop things like white supremacy, sizeism, and a word I've never heard of before, cis-heterosexualism. It's insane. What? I thought that cis meant that you were straight and whatever you are biologically. How could you be? I don't understand. Cis heterosexualism doesn't. They're 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 uh, they're opposite. I don't get it. So cis heterosexualism, as they described, was basically being cisgender, which yeah. is basically identifying with the gender that you were born with, right. and then heterosexual, which is being attracted to the opposite gender. Right. So a majority of Americans, but. Six heterosexualism is basically where you have an underlying privilege just in society, just by living, just by existing, like white privilege. Um, So I have to watch out and I would assume you would have to watch out because apparently we got some privilege that we're spreading around without even knowing. Oh, and I'm I'm worse than you. I'm white, too. I'm white, Christian, heterosexual. (laughs) I'm in big trouble. I identify as who I am. So I I don't know. I guess I didn't. I I misunderstood at first. I thought you you said homosexualism. But no, it's it's just heterosexualism. And those are the same thing. Why would you have to add heterosexualism to, to the dumb word cis? Why would you have to add it? Well. I didn't even know I didn't even know the word cisgender existed <laughs> until maybe a few months ago. Right. You're just making up words on the spot. It's insane. Well, here, here's an update for you, Heike. Uh, it's not really a thing. It just isn't. And you're right. Most Americans are. Most human beings are this so-called cisgendered heterosexualist. And we're not bad. We're not privileged. We just are who we are. Um, so yeah. j- just just to put a, a fine a bow on this one, it literally, if I called you he. I would be in some sort of trouble at um, at Harvard because I'm, I'm calling you out of your pronouns. Yes, yes, they are only allowing 
that one viewpoint to be expressed on campus. Those who disagree with the premise or don't adhere to those premises will face consequences according to this um, policy. And institutions are affirming these people who are living in this alternate reality, I'd like to say, and targeting and implying penalization over those who maybe want to live in reality which is based on biology, fundamentals, and the truth. It's crazy. We can't even trust our own high and elite institutions to allow for intellectual and ideological diversity on campus because they're prioritizing virtue signaling over real education. When I hear you speak, it just sounds like privilege. You sound like you're privileged to me. I don't know. It's uh, Heike Brema, who's uh, utilizing her privilege here. Also, uh, we get the privilege of reading what she does on campusreform.org. Check out her YouTube channel, Heike Rose. Make sure you go and do that. Uh, A poll says majority of Americans oppose affirmative action policies. What? Yes. Yes. So a poll by CRC Research um, shows that a majority of Americans are against affirmative action policies. It resulted in 59 percent approving of using the applicant's race or ethnicity to make admission decisions. And I would agree with this. Affirmative action policies are blatant discrimination, no matter how you look at it. And you shouldn't use race as a factor to hire someone, especially when merits and things like performance are very important in, to know if you're going to be able to do the job. Affirmative action harms mo- more people than I think people even realize. I'm yes. a lot older than you are, so so I'll, I'll fill you in on something that, that, that I saw happen many times when they were really doing this EEOC quota stuff. They backed off of it a little bit, but I have seen very, very well-qualified, other than white people, apply for jobs and not get them because... The, the manager, by a knee-jerk reaction, hired the first unqualified person who came based only on their skin tone. So I've seen people who are very smart, very qualified, would have been great at the job, who couldn't get the job because they filled that quota. So you're actually hurting everybody by doing this. This isn't, this isn't helping all blacks or all Hispanics or hurting all whites. This is hurting everybody equally because the best person for the job through the capitalistic meritocracy isn't getting the job. Why don't they see that, Heike? I mean, I'm guessing you agree with me. I would definitely agree. It's just like they're hiring and allowing these people who don't aren't performing well and aren't, right. can't do the job solely because they want to promote some sort of quota or virtue signaling. And it's just going to continue to increase the downfall of our society. We have people in these positions that aren't performing well. People want to know if you can do the job, not what you look like while you're doing it. And this poll shows that people are waking up to that, that it doesn't make sense to hire someone based on how they look, but what they do and how they perform. And by the way, they're, they're, they're not solving the problem. The problem is in some neighborhoods, some public schools aren't doing the job very well. And if they're not doing the job very well, then those people are not qualified in getting the education they need to be productive members of society. So they're being harmed as a whole. So let's give them the job anyway because of their skin tone or their ancestry. And let's not fix why they didn't learn how to be better at doing that thing in the first place. They're actually giving themselves a pass, aren't they? Absolutely. And just you're putting these people in these positions and they can't do the job. That's a disservice to not only the people who could be qualified and could qualify for this job, but it's a disservice to those in the job because they're struggling. They're facing these challenges that they never learned how to face and are going to hurt not only themselves, but the, the company as well. It's like you're doing everyone a disservice by this program and these policies being in place. Totally. It is uh, Heike Mrema. She is from campusreform.org. Make sure you go there every day like I do. Next story, Cornell refuses to give credit to college Republicans for 9-11 remembrance. Huh? 
Wow. Um, Cornell University denied the organization College Republicans to the ability to pl place a memorial on campus that would honor those who died during 9-11. Um, but after deciding to follow through, College Republicans decided to place these flags on an unoccupied part of the quad, um, where Cornell then decided to take credit for the fact by posting it on social media Stop and it. all those things. So they took credit for it anyway. You're kidding me. So they said no. Once it got done, they saw how popular it probably was and how necessary it probably yeah. was. And instead of saying, well, we're joining forces with them, they just took credit for it? Yes. And it's like these institutions don't care to acknowledge these events until it benefits them and supposedly or potentially puts money in their pockets. Um, but I would want to ask the question of just like, what if this was a pride memorial or a BLM memorial? I don't think they'd be so quick to reject the idea because it know it'd get them dollars and it would get them that recognition. So I wonder how they would react in that sense. But they seem to take credit for the things that benefit them but don't want to do the dirty work or give credit where it's due. I'm guessing your question was rhetorical because you know how they would react to that. They would jump on board. Oh, they, yeah. They'd be headlining it. It'd be the top, you know, the front page every day. Uh, or, or if somebody's waving a, a, you know, a free Palestine flag or an Al-Qaeda flag. You know, we have to support that free speech. I think it's also about ESG. They think they're going to get a better score if they ignore the patriotic yeah. stuff like 9-11 memorials and they, and they really push the fringe stuff. It is a Heike Marema from, uh, am I saying that right? I, I feel like I am. Yes. No, you're saying you. it perfectly. I appreciate that. Go and follow her, Heike Rose, over on um, on YouTube. It's H-A-I-K-A. -A. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go check it out when we get done here. We've got one more story to get to. There's an update to a story about um, the university that was forced to, to um, well, actually, I guess, I guess they got in trouble for violating free speech rights of some students. What's the update? Yes. So the University of Central Florida settled a $35,000 lawsuit filed by Speech First, which is an organization that looks to fight to protect free speech on campuses. And so the result with that is that the university disbanded their bias response team, which don't know why that was there in the first place, and started to clarify on some definitions and one, the biggest one being harassment. So they were able to specify exactly what harassment meant because their definition was vague b before. I know they're being indoctrinated, and I know that you're smart enough to not be indoctrinated, but do you think college students and people of your generation understand that the First Amendment allows for uncomfortable speech? It allows for things that you don't like. It allows, it gives us all the freedom. In other words, the First Amendment would not have been necessary if we all agreed. Because why, why do you have right. to you know, stop the government from, from attacking people or persecuting people for what they say if everybody agrees with the government? It was actually there to protect you. Um, when you decided yep. to say something that the public wasn't necessarily happy with or the government wasn't necessarily happy, happy with, do people on college campuses know that? They seem to think that a bias response team is a good thing. It's not. It's never been a good thing. There is no fundamental purpose or reason why a bias response team should even be allowed on campus. Right. When did we ever find it okay to start basing speech and basing what speech is allowed based off of how we feel instead of the constitution that sets the standard? And there's no definitive line that decides what's allowed and what isn't if left in their hands. Everyone feels differently and is offended by different things. And if left to these institutions, it will lead to a slippery slope and it will never end up well. You couldn't be more right. You know, it's almost like music. You and I may or may not like the same music. I'm a jazz guy. I'm a, yeah. I'm a pop guy. You might like uh, country music or something else. Because I don't like the music that you like or you don't like the music that I like, should I be able to eliminate that music? 
No, absolutely not. Isn't it and the it's same like thing? if it's exactly it's speech and it's speech is like it's speech, but people have their different reactions on yes. it. And people shouldn't there shouldn't be establishments that decide whether or not this speech or not is permitted. We have an established constitution to decide that. And these universities need to continue to use that as their standard instead of people's feelings and perceptions of speech. And just the last thing, do you think people your age and of your uh, of your peer group understand what free speech means? Or did do they agree with the university indoctrination that, well, it probably shouldn't be said because a lot of people don't like it. Well, I think in college campuses today, I think the understanding of free speech and just the fact that free speech should be a thing here in America yeah. is becoming less and less um, recognized and less supported. Free speech is increasingly becoming endangered. And if these institutions continue to condition these students and teach these students about walking on eggshells basically with their speech, then we won't be able to freely speak anymore and that will become the new norm. And that's something to be afraid of. Very well said. You're exactly right. I mean, that's what they actually think they're for free speech because we call anything that they don't agree with hate speech. And if I uh, look, free speech is great. You can't do hate speech. The first amendment literally is in place for hate speech. Um, and, and as much as I right. don't like it, as much as I would get away from it, I certainly would would fight for the right of the person to say what he or she is saying, save for them saying, grab this gun and shoot that person. Now, now it's a different thing. But if they're saying, I don't like yeah. Italian people, who am I to say they've got to be arrested or they've got to be shut up? That would be kind of dumb. Heike, a very, very intelligent young lady. I'm so glad that you're right up the road here in, uh, in Waco. Um, uh, congratulations okay. on, on being a correspondent with CampusReform.org, and I hope to talk to you again. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Nice to meet you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pad Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Right, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Really fun show today. Pretty good information, I would say. Make sure that you go and check out all the stuff on Rumble. I'll post that later on tonight. The interviews, uh, the individual monologues, and so on. Right now, though, pop culture. Hip. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. Talk to a brother. What's going on? Or did you see that uh, Kanye West was going to be on uh, Tucker Carlson's show today? Shut up. I did not see that. That's going to be interesting, huh? After the White Lives Matter shirt? Right. So he had him on talking about that. So it was pretty interesting. Um, I, I was watching it. I couldn't really like tell exactly what was going on, but it definitely seemed interesting. But another interesting little note about that is that as much as people were getting upset about that White Lives Matter shirt, yeah, there's people on eBay selling shirts with that on there. Well, of course they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's commerce. That's how we do count. And, and they're calling it Kanye style, all lives matter, wow. long sleeve shirt. And that's, you know, wow. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I DVR his show, so I'll check it out tonight. Polo, thank you. Sam, thank you. Carrie, thanks. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.